Oh, have your Bibles turn to Psalms chapter 71, and you can also turn to 1 Samuel chapter 2. So that's Psalm 71 and 1 Samuel chapter 2. You know, as um, we get into this this morning, I'm, we'll see if I get farther to, in this service than I did in the, in the first service. So, But I believe this morning is, is very important to our life of faith. You know, last week, Dr. Savell was talking about if 2019 is a year of what, marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. Let's say it together again. 2019 is a year of marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. Amen? Amen. So, so, so when he talked about last week that a life of faith, that's not just something that we're saying, but it's something we actually believe. You actually believe that, that you're going to experience marvels. You're going to experience wonders. You're going to experience extraordinary manifestations of his greatness. Amen. Are you expecting that? Amen. I mean, I'm expecting manifestations of his greatness in my life. You know, and because of that, praying over this year, you know, if we had a marvel, a wonder, and a manifestation, then we also experience great victories, right? So I believe 2019 is going to be a year marked by great victories. And last week, he talked about this life of faith and how faith is what pleases God, right? Hebrews eleven six. But then he also, we talked about how, how faith is in two places. It's in our heart and where? It's in our heart and it's in our mouth. So, so what are we speaking? What are we de- declaring? Because you're speaking, not just when I tell you to speak something, but you're speaking what you really believe in your heart. It's not about what you speak necessarily in here, but what are you speaking when you leave here today? Faith is, is not about just memorizing scriptures and, and just reciting scriptures, but scriptures about getting to a place where, where the word is in you and you understand the word to where it comes out of your heart, no matter what you might be facing in your life. And so let's, let's deal with this. Let's get into this in uh, Psalms 170, oh, sorry, 170, Psalm 71. There is no one seven. <laughs> verse, uh, verse five, it says, for you are my hope, O Lord. You are my trust from my youth and the source of my confidence. Upon you have I leaned and relied from birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb and you have been my benefactor from that day. My praise is continually of you. You know, when we, when we began the series, uh, it was all based out of Isaiah chapter 12. And it says, Isaiah chapter 12, verse 2, it says, God is my salvation. Meaning God is my victory. Isaiah is making a declaration of who God is in his life. And he says, God is my victory. He's my salvation. This is, and and I will trust and not be afraid. I will trust and not be afraid. Because I know who God is in my life, I'm going to choose to trust him and not be afraid. And then he says, the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. I mean, he's the object of my praise. He's the object of my praise. And because he's the object of my praise, he has become my victory. See, there's something connected between your faith, your praise, and your victory. And so here as we look at this out of Psalm 71, we're hearing the heartbeat of, of, of the psalmist here. We're hearing his heart. We're, he, we're hearing what he knows about God. And in verse 6, it says, upon you have I leaned. You see, if you don't, if you don't trust something, you won't lean on it. 
Meaning, meaning you lean on something because you trust it. And so here we're seeing the psalmist's faith. Upon you have I leaned and relied from birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb. You have been my benefactor from that day. You've been my benefactor. What's a benefactor? A benefactor is, is the, uh, the aid or the assistance. It is the, um, the, the benefactor is someone, it's the, it's the aid for someone to give them the advantage. You know, so he says, you've been my benefactor. He's saying, because of you, I have the advantage no matter what situation I'm facing. From, from birth, you've been my benefactor. You're the one that I lean on. You're the one I trust in. You're the one that I go to. Why? Because I know that you're going to give me the advantage and you're going to assist me in, in my life. So, is God your benefactor? Is he your benefactor? Meaning, you know, he's going to give you the advantage when you may be disadvantaged, when, when you might be the one that no one would pick through God, you may be the very one that gets picked. Why? Because it, because he becomes your benefactor. So it's this fact of I'm trusting in God. I'm giving my life to God. Since you have been my benefactor from that day, my praise is continually of you. So here we're hearing his heart. We are hearing who God is to him. And then we're hearing what comes out of him. My praise is continually your praise. Hallelujah. My praise is continually of you. See, because he realized who God was in his life, he said, my praise is continually, continually of you, continually of you. Let's look at first, go to first Samuel chapter two. First Samuel chapter two. Verse one, it says, Hannah prayed in this amplified says, Hannah prayed and said, my heart exalts and triumphs in the Lord. So here, what what was Hannah doing? Praying. Praying. Okay. So here she prayed, but there's, there was a response after she prayed. My heart exalts and triumphs in the Lord. There was something that took place in her heart after she got done praying. She prayed and she says, my heart exalts and triumphs in the Lord. The, you know, the King James says, rejoiceth, rejoiceth in thy salvation. And what that means is my heart jumps for joy. She, when, when she got done praying, she was, my heart jumped for joy. She, it jumped for joy, meaning there was an excitement on the inside of her after she got done praying. There was something on the inside of her that was taking place that as she prayed and she got done, she goes, my heart exalts and triumphs in the Lord. And then it says that my, the, my horn, which it's not talking about a trumpet. She didn't blow a trumpet, but she says my horn talking about my strength was lifted up in him. My heart was strengthened. So what, what do you do when you get done praying? What, what is your heart like when you get done praying? Is it just as heavy as when you started? Because here she, 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 she prayed and she goes, my heart exalts and triumphs in the Lord. Meaning there was an expecting on the expectancy on the inside of her that when she got done praying, there was a joy. There was a strength that came into her. There was something different about her. There was a, something that came into her life. There was something that came into her heart. 
And see, this is what a life of faith is all about. Meaning it doesn't matter what I'm facing. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. It doesn't matter what obstacle is in front of me right now. I'm going to choose to have joy. Why? That is a heart of faith. That is a heart of faith. You know, get done praying and saying, well, I sure hope that works. Then you, you didn't pray in faith. You didn't pray in faith. Faith is in your heart and in your mouth. If you really believed, if you really believed, then there would be, they would change. There would be, there would be something changed on the inside of you. There would be a joy. There would be a strength that would come into you. There would be a, you know, if you really believed, there would be a praise that would come out of your heart. There would be thanksgiving coming out of your heart. There would be something coming out of your heart. Something, we would hear something. If, if, you, if there was really in a place of faith, then you, we would hear something coming out of your heart. Because that's what faith, when, when you get to a place of faith, faith is like a knowing on the inside of you. It's, it's like it, it maybe hasn't changed yet, but yet you know it's changed. It's, 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 you still feel the same, but yet it, so we can't, we can't judge our lives based on if we still have if we still have symptoms or we, or we're still facing situations or we're still facing circumstances. That's not what faith is based in. My faith is in God. My faith is in God. And if we were in a place of faith, then there would be something that would be released out of our hearts. It says, Hannah prayed and said, my heart exalts and triumphs in the Lord. My horn or my strength is lifted up in the Lord and my mouth is no longer silent. My mouth is no longer silent for it is open wide over my enemies. It's open wide over my enemies. You see why? She was at a place of faith. You see, and if you're at a place of faith, you can't keep silent. If you're in a place of faith, no one can shut you up. Seriously, if you really believed, well, well, pastor, you don't, you don't understand what I'm going through. I, I understand that, but maybe you don't understand what I've gone through, you know, but, and, and have I got it right all the time? No, you know, I, we were walking, we've been walking through some different situations and, and walking through life and, and so forth. And, and, and the Lord just had to correct me about some things. Because we're dealing with some things and, and walking through some things, and yet, yet I was frustrated. I was frustrated because, because how come this hasn't changed yet? And how come that hasn't moved yet? And how come this isn't working? And how come that, that, that hasn't changed with them? Or that hasn't changed with this person? And, and getting frustrated, and the Lord says, frustration isn't faith. Meaning, he was saying, Justin, you're looking at your circumstances change before you really believe. But with faith, with faith, it's not about whether I feel it. It's not about whether I have seen it or not. It's knowing on the inside of me that God is my benefactor. That God is on, that God has got my back. That God is going to come through for me. That God is working in my life and working in my situation. And when you know that, you'll be like Hannah. It said, I, I cannot keep silent. I will open my mouth wide over my adversary. I will open my mouth wide over my enemy. Why? Because she believed in who God was. You know, you have to come to a place where, where your enemy hears your voice. She goes, my, I will open my mouth wide over my enemies. 
See, your enemy, and, and what, is, what is the greatest form of, what is one of the greatest forms of faith? It's your praise. It's thanksgiving. It's worship. Meaning, why, why is it so? Because, because you're praising God, and one, you can't see him. You're praising God, you can't touch him. You're praising God, and, and, and you're basing it all on the, on the word of God. That's why you can't see him, you can't touch him, but yet faith is knowing that, God, I choose to praise you. I choose to praise you in the midst of this. That's why Matthew, Mark chapter 11, verse 22 talks about have the God kind of faith. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, meaning if I was at a place of faith, then something would be coming out of my mouth. Something would be coming out of our mouth. Faith is, it's not just confessing the word. It's not, we don't treat God as, okay, well, I have this genie lamp and if I just say it enough, it happens. That's, that's, that's not, that's not faith. Confessing the word, meditating the word is about getting the word down on the inside of my heart so I know him. So I know him. And so often we're we're confessing scriptures and we're wanting something to change. But the thing is, is it's all about him. It's, It's about resting in him. It's about knowing him. And as you know him, then the outflow of that will be declaring things. It will be praising. will be speaking the word. It will be speaking to a mountain. Let's go to Colossians chapter 2. And encourage you to go back and listen to the first service. And I expound a lot more in, in that. And so this is like part two of this morning. So Colossians chapter 2. Verse 6. It says, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk ye in him. Have you received Christ Jesus, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. Established in what? So if I'm established in something, it means I'm founded on something. I'm strengthened in something. I'm, I'm secure in something, right? So I'm established in the faith. Then it says, as you've been taught. Now, that just is the description that they learned this from someone. So let's take that little little phrase out. Rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, abounding therein with thanksgiving. So if I am established in the faith, then I would be abounding in thanksgiving. If I was in faith in something, then there would be a thanksgiving coming out of my heart. There would be, there would be thanksgiving. There would be something coming out of my heart. Praise would be coming out of my heart. I would be thankful. And you know, and and it doesn't matter what you might be looking at, what you're facing. But the, but the thing is, is if I'm established in faith, then I would be abounding in thanksgiving. Now let's go to Philippians four, Philippians four. Thank you, Lord. Philippians 4, let's look at verse 4. So this is where I thought it was going to go in the first service. but Verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Now, how often should we rejoice? 
What do you think always means? Always. <laughs> rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Now, now the Apostle Paul is writing from prison here. And here you got, you got four chapters. And in four chapters, I believe he talks about joy 19 times. But yet he's in prison. <laughs> he's in prison. So do, do you think the Apostle Paul would know something about adversity? Do you think he'd know something about faith? He's the one that said in Colossians, he, he's saying, if you're in faith, then you would be abounding in thanksgiving, right? You, something would be coming out. We would be hearing something coming from your heart, right? And so here he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice, rejoice in the law. The word rejoice is to brighten up, spin around, get happy. It's, it's like me rejoice in the Lord. Come back to a place of joy. Always come back, rejoice, come back to, come, come back to a place where you're full of joy. Always, always, no matter what you're facing, what you're do, do, dealing with, whatever you're dealing with, you, you need to rejoice always. See, this is, this is a key to walking in victory. It's a key to releasing our faith, right? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And then he says, let your moderation be known unto all men. Now, this does not mean, you know, people say, well, everything in moderation. That's not what this scripture means. This, this word moderation means your lifestyle. It means your gentleness, the, the, the way you treat people, um, the way you walk in love. It's, it has everything to do with how you live and how, how people look at you and how people perceive you. So here we're saying rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice and let your moderation, let your lifestyle, how you live, be known unto all men, the Lord is at hand. The Lord is at hand. Now, there's a way you, ways you can, we could look at this. The Lord is at hand, meaning he's coming soon. It means he's near. But as we if someone was near, um, come here, Jeff. If the Lord is at hand... So here, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. You, you, be, you, you be the Lord for a minute. Does that, that work? <laughs> so here, I'm, say I'm facing a challenge in life, and pastor's saying, okay, I need to have faith, and, and okay, all right, this is difficult, but I need to rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice, and all right, let my moderation be, my life be known, the Lord is at hand. Meaning... Why the Lord is, if the Lord is at hand or the Lord is near, so I'm near the Lord, right? Now, another way we can look at this is that the Lord is my ally. You know, in Psalms 71, we said he's our benefactor. He's the one that gives us the advantage. He assists us, assists us in a cause. So when we say, all right, just let your moderation be known, how you live, meaning, meaning people know, you know, those people that you don't know which day, which, you know, you work with someone, you don't know what person's going to show up. <laughs> you ever know that kind of, okay, is this going to be the nice boss or is this going to be the evil boss? Is this the, which one is this? And, and so the thing is, is what we have to do as believers is, is we should be the same no matter what. I mean, it doesn't matter what we're facing. We're going to rejoice always. And, and, and again, I say rejoice, right? Let your moderation be known by all men. Why? Because the Lord is near. The Lord is near. He's my ally. 
He's on my side. He's on my side. He's my benefactor. Okay, thanks, Jeff. Just reading this in context, okay? So because he's my ally, with that thought in mind, look at verse 6. Be careful for nothing. Because the Lord is on my side, because he's my ally, because he fights for me, because he's my benefactor, be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. See, if I'm anxious for if if I'm anxious, then I'm not in faith. Right? If if I'm anxious, if I'm fearful, if I'm worrying, then I'm not in faith. And if I'm not in faith, then I'm not going to be in praise. If I'm not in faith, then I'm not going to be in thanksgiving. So he says, be careful for nothing. Why? Because the Lord is near. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God. And the peace of God. Don't be anxious. Why? 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 May I be anxious? Because if I'm anxious, I'm not in faith. And if I'm anxious, I'm going to be speaking the problem. If I'm going to answer, I'm going to be, if I'm, if I'm looking at the situation, I may be complaining. I may be, I may be um, worrying. If I'm worrying, then I'm going to be complaining. I'm going to be speaking the wrong things. I'm going to be praising the, for lack of the enemy's plan instead of God's plan. But if I'm in faith, if I'm in faith, then I'm going to be praising that it's already done. I'm praising that, that, that he's my ally. I'm praising that he's the benefactor. Be anxious for nothing but in everything. So now we know rejoice in the Lord always, always. Now be careful for nothing but in everything in prayer and supplication. So here there's three things, that we, two things basically. We need to be rejoicing always and in everything we need to be praying. Right? With thanksgiving. You see, if I'm in a place of faith, then thanksgiving is going to be coming out of my heart. I'm going to be, I'm going to be thanking out of my heart. And I wrote this down, this, this quote down um, while I was studying this, and this is what came up in my heart. If thankfulness is not being released from my mouth, then faith isn't established in my heart. If thankfulness is not being released from my mouth, then faith isn't established in my heart. We see, we see this throughout the word. And here he says, in everything, in prayer and supplication, what? With thanksgiving, make your requests made known unto God in what? The peace of God. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So when I release thanksgiving, then what happens is it brings, it allows and opens up me to the peace of God. Faith will cause me to release thanksgiving and thanksgiving will cause the peace of God to keep my heart. See, that's, that's what we need because when you're standing at, staring at obstacles, your heart is going to try to go to so many different directions. But when we maintain this position of faith and we're nowhere in faith when we're what? In thanksgiving. It allows the peace of God to come in. Now, this peace of God here, this peace of God, Vic, isn't, isn't just like a, just a tranquil state. But I, I, I pulled this up on what it actually means in just this particular verse. 
It means, read, read this to me, where I have it circled there. The same verse okay. there. Comprehensively. Okay, stop there. So this, this peace of God, first it's comprehensively. What's comprehensively? It means, it means including all and nearly all elements and aspects of something. So when it says peace there, it's not just a little bit of peace, but it's all elements of peace. And then now it's comprehensively in. Of every kind of peace blessing. So here when he says that we release this thanksgiving, it gives us every kind of peace and every kind of blessing. But it's going to come out of what? Of thanksgiving. A heart of thanksgiving. I believe thanksgiving. I believe releasing thanksgiving because a heart filled with faith. I believe it brings about wonders and marvels and extraordinary manifestations. You know, if you, if you experience the peace of God, then you experienced a marvel and a wonder. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I've been through some things that, that in the natural, I shouldn't have had peace. But yet I had peace. Can can you relate to that? Where everyone's telling, everyone's saying, "Man, how did you make it through that?" I don't know. It was the it was the peace of God. It was the peace of God, and the peace of God. It's it's a marvel. It's a wonder, and it's because it passes all understanding. It passes all understanding. Let's look at some examples of of marvels and wonders that are birthed out of Thanksgiving. Let's let's look at John chapter six. John chapter 6. Look at verse 5. It says, When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and he saw the great company... Come unto him, he said unto Philip. Now, now get this. He, when the great company comes, you know, in the natural, say um, you're responsible for feeding 5,000 people. And this great company shows up. Or say you were having a party and you had four people RSVP, but 100 showed up. So here, Jesus is seeing a great company that you, you got to understand this is Jesus is human nature, human, just like you and I, he's a man, just like you and I. And it, it says he saw a great company. Now, when you see something great standing in front of you, or you see an obstacle in front of you, how would you, how are you going to respond? Are you going to respond? And I have no clue what I'm going to do. Um, Okay, man, I, man, I hate when, when God does that to me. <laughs> Hear it again. God, you know, c- come on, God, could you, couldn't you do something different? Oh, come on. I mean, c- does it have to be a great company? Can it just be a couple people? Come on. <laughs> Work with me here, Elohim. Come on. <laughs> but it's a great company. And, and so you can be standing in front of great things and great obstacles. And, and immediately, because you're standing in, some, in front of something that looks impossible, it will cause you... To maybe complain, cause you to worry. It will cause you to be anxious. But what happened? It, through everything, in prayer, in supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request made known unto God and the God of peace. 
So what do we see here? He said he saw a great company and then he asked a question. He says, when shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 pennies worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a lad here with five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? It's amazing Jesus didn't answer him. Jesus didn't answer him. What are these? Jesus didn't come down on a big theological debate about it being so many. He didn't respond to his question. Because God doesn't respond to questions. He responds to faith. Verse 10 says, And Jesus said, Make the men sit down now. There was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves. And when he had given thanks... Let that set in. And when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples. I like it, Luke, Luke, 19, Luke uh, version of this. Luke 6, 19, maybe. He, he, says, he says, and looking up to heaven, looking up to heaven, it said he praised and he thanked God. And he broke it and distributed among the, the disciples. So when Jesus was standing in the midst of an impossible situation, we know that Jesus was a man of faith. But what did, what, how did we see him release his faith? Thanks. Thanksgiving. Because we even said he knew what he would do. Why? Because it's the same thing every day. I'm, gonna, I'm looking to God. Thanks. In thanks. Let's look at John chapter 11. A life of thanksgiving brings about a life of great victories. John chapter 11, verse 40. Thank you, Father. And Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto you, if you would believe, that you should see the glory of God? And they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and he said, Father, I thank thee. I thank you that you have heard me. And I love this. And I know that you hear me always. So what did he do? Standing in front of of Lazarus' tomb, what does he do? He lifts his hands and he says, Father, I thank you. I thank you. See, this was a key to marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of his greatness. It was, a, it was a key to great victories. And he said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know you hear me always. But because of this people which stand by, I said it. Hmm. Thank you, Father. Hmm. Stand by, I said it, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And when, he, when, that, was, when that, that was dead, he came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was bound about by a napkin. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. He released his faith with thanksgiving. Let's go to Luke chapter, Luke chapter 17. Just a couple more verses. Thanksgiving is a key in our life of faith. 
Thanksgiving is a key of releasing our faith. If we aren't thankful, then we aren't, probably aren't in a place of faith. Luke chapter 17, verse 11. And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourself to the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Were cleansed there means cured. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and went and, and with a loud voice glorified God. He celebrated God. He magnified God. And he fell down on his face. He fell, uh, fell on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? They're not found that return to give glory to God except this stranger. And he said to them, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. So how did Jesus said your faith made you whole? How did we see his faith? When he thanked, he thanked him. He thanked him. And Jesus even made a point. He goes, well, there was 10 of you. Where are the other nine? So Jesus made a point. There was something different about this man than the other nine. There was something different. And they saw their faith. He saw their faith when he thanked him. And he said he was made whole. I mean, there was something different where they were cured. This man was made whole. I, well, I don't know. We, we weren't there. But, but, you know, if you had leprosy, you know, it, would, it, would, it eats off your ears, your nose. It does all sorts of things. And so they, they were, the rest were healed of it, yes. But I believe this man came back and whatever was stolen from that disease, I believe he was made whole. He was restored and made whole. Go to Hebrews and I'll close with this. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving is a key to victory. First Corinthians fifteen fifty seven says, But thanks be to God that gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians two fourteen says, But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumph. And as I close, I want to just deposit this thought in your heart. Thanksgiving is a choice. It's a choice. You have to choose to be thankful when anything and everything in your life may, you have nothing to be thankful for in the natural. Thanksgiving is a choice. Faith is, is not done based on what I see with my five physical senses, but what I know about God. And I've stood in front of circumstances that in the natural looked impossible, looked challenging, heart hurting. feeling negative about myself. But the Lord was like, Justin, if, if you're going to live by faith, you're going to have to make a choice to do things when you don't want to do it. Because the enemy is always going to speak to you loudly about your problems, your failures, your circumstances. But I'm telling you, Thanksgiving 
has to become a sacrifice. Hebrews 13, 14 says, For here we have no permanent city, but we're looking for the one which is to come. Verse 15 says, Through him therefore, let us constantly and at all times. How often? Constantly and all times offer up to God sacrifices of praise, which is the fruit of lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. Through him, therefore, let us constantly and at all times offer up to God sacrifices of praise. Now, you know, you heard someone, well, I just, pastor, I just have a praise in my heart. Well, if you really had a praise in your heart, it would come out of your mouth. Because this isn't, this isn't, well, just praise. No, it said with your lips. It's not talking about spiritual lips here. It's talking about your mouth. Like Hannah, she said she prayed and she said she jumped for joy in her heart or she was strengthened and she go and she said, I will not hold my silence, but my enemy will hear my voice. And sometimes when you're standing before obstacles, I'm telling you, your obstacle needs to hear your voice. Your mountain needs to hear your voice. The enemy needs to hear your voice. And here he says, through him, therefore, let us constantly and all times offer up to God sacrifices of praise, which is the fruit of lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. A life of faith will be a life. That lives a sacrifice of praise. Father, I'm going to praise you. Even when it doesn't look good, I'm going to praise you. When, 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 the, when my children are this way, I'm going to praise you. When my finances are this way, I'm going to praise you. It doesn't matter. I'm going to choose to praise you. You know what? Sometimes it is a sacrifice of praise. Meaning, you, you, meaning you, in the natural, you don't want to do it. But you know what? You know that it is part and a key to your victory. And it's a key to your breakthrough. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word today. And we thank you that your word empowers us. It equips us and calls us to live a greater life of faith. Lord, I just thank you for the congregation today. I thank you for this church family. Lord, and I just thank you, Lord, that they're coming up in every area of their lives. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that, that, that even now as we close out this service, we choose to enter into your gates with thanksgiving and we come into your courts with praise. We choose to bring, we choose to bring thanksgiving, an offering of thanksgiving to you, Father. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your presence. Lord, and I just thank you, Lord, for just your goodness manifesting in our lives. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You received this word this morning? Are you thankful? Are you thankful? Hallelujah. Just right now, just where you just, just thank him. Just, just start thanking him. I I don't know what you're facing, what challenges you might have, but I'm telling you, the key to your breakthrough is your thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Maybe there's a sickness in your body. You just start thanking him that he's the healer. Maybe you need wisdom. Just start thanking him for wisdom. Hallelujah. Maybe it's over your children and your children are, 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 are in, in doing things or, or things aren't happening the way you want them to happen. Just, just start thanking him that you have a covenant and, and that covenant is to your children's children. Maybe it's over your finances and, and there's wisdom and direction, your finances and, 
Just, just, just lift your hands and lift your voice and just say, Father, I thank you that he who, he who was rich became poor, that by his poverty I might became, become rich, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you're our provision. I thank you, Father, that you're our provision. I thank you, Father, for that you're the one that gives peace all around, that you give peace on, on the left hand and on the right. I thank you, Lord, with a strong arm. I thank you that you're bringing victory to pass in our lives. I thank you for that, Father. Hallelujah. I thank you for that, Father. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you for it. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. I want to encourage you to get into the word. As you get into the word, you'll gain revelation of who God is. And I'm telling you, when you get a revelation of who he is, you will praise him. No matter what the enemy might come against, come against you with, praise will be in your heart and be in your mouth. In Jesus' name, amen. Give him a shout of praise this morning. Amen.